The World Health Organization expects the Rafah border crossing from Egypt into the Gaza Strip to be opened for desperately needed aid deliveries. WHO Chief Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus said trucks were loaded and ready to go and the organization was working with Egypt and Palestinian charities to deliver supplies into Gaza as soon as the crossing is opened. Dr. Tedros says he welcomes Israel's announcement that it will not block the entry of water, food and medicines into Gaza from Egypt, but says other items need to be added to the list of essential supplies. Fuel is also needed for hospital generators, ambulances and desalination plants, and we urge Israel to add fuel to the life-saving supplies allowed to enter Gaza. Our trucks are loaded and ready to go. The United Nations Health Agency has five trucks full of supplies in place in Egypt near Gaza, with another 40 tons of supplies expected to arrive there by next week. Among them are medicines for the chronically ill as well as materials to treat the wounded and other supplies to care for 300,000 people. The Australian government has updated its travel guidance for Lebanon to do not travel as security risks from the Israel-Hamas conflict worsen. This change follows an earlier warning on Sunday to reconsider travel to the Middle Eastern country amid the deadliest clashes at Israel's northern border with Lebanon in 17 years. Foreign Minister Penny Wong says her government is seriously concerned for the security situation of Australians in the region. We have today upgraded Australia's travel advice for Lebanon to level four. Do not travel. This means if you are an Australian in Lebanon, you should consider leaving now if it is safe to do so. Commercial departure options remain available, but this may change with little notice during a crisis. And again, I encourage people to monitor the Smart Traveller website for the latest advice. Thousands of Pacific Islanders will be offered a path to Australian life with a government effort to boost regional employment and address shortages given the green light. Immigration Minister Andrew Giles has secured the votes of the Greens to have the Pacific Visa Scheme legislation pass the Senate in exchange for a review that it hopes will reduce discrimination. The review will examine the cost threshold, a mechanism that gives the government the power to reject temporary visa applicants if they have a health condition that will be a significant cost to the Australian community. Greens spokesman Jordan Steele-John says the migration system needs to be fair and inclusive, but currently it's not. You cannot claim to be the ally of disabled people in Australia if you are simultaneously deporting disabled children and their families. That is an ableist position. The Greens Party have called for a $250 million commitment for a National Truth and Justice Commission after Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum result. The proposal to change the constitution was defeated with 60% nationally voting no and 40% voting yes. That's 8 million who voted no and 5.3 million Australians who voted yes. Greens leader Adam Band says the misinformation from no campaigners proved too much to overcome and the important thing now is to avoid wallowing in the result and instead take action. Through a process of truth-telling where people were able to step forward, share their stories, we can all now start to come together and lay the groundwork 
for lasting First Nations justice and reconciliation in this country. A group of Tamil and Iranian refugee women have arrived at Parliament House after a 640-kilometre walk from Melbourne to highlight the effects of visa uncertainty. There are around 10,000 people who came to Australia more than 10 years ago seeking safety but still have no clear path to permanent residency. The group of women who are all on temporary expired or bridging visas say their home is Australia and the government needs to allow them the ability to contribute to Australian society and see their families again. Piyu Maker Nation is a 19-year-old refugee from Sri Lanka who came to Australia when she was six years old and had to leave her father and brother. She says due to the precarity of her visa, she has been unable to see her family in over 11 years and was forced to watch her father pass away over video call. Last year, he passed away while I was on the video call. I saw him. I saw his heart rate slowly go down and watched him pass away. Just like myself, there's other refugee people out there that have left their mother and father and siblings in Sri Lanka and the Iranian community. We want our permanent visas so we can help the community. We can see and, f- we can see and feel that family again after 11 years of waiting in Australia. The opposition National Party has won the New Zealand election, taking enough seats to form a coalition with its allies on the right wing of politics. Incumbent Prime Minister Chris Hipkins of Labour phoned National's leader Chris Luxon to concede defeat. Mr Luxon thanked National voters and says he wants to get started right away on governing for all New Zealanders. And in all our conversations with you, we heard a description of New Zealand that can be so, so much better than it is. And we know it, and you voted for it, and together we will make this an even better country. Australians have rejected a proposal to enshrine an Indigenous voice to Parliament in the Constitution with a no vote in all six states plus the Northern Territory. The ACT voted in favour of the voice. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has declared he accepts the result. He's made no concrete commitments but has promised to continue to be ambitious. I absolutely respect the decision of the Australian people and the democratic process that has delivered it. When we reflect on everything happening in the world today, we can all give thanks that here in Australia we make the big decisions peacefully and as equals. There is a new national awareness of these questions. Let us channel that into a new sense of national purpose to find the answers. Meanwhile, opposition leader Peter Dutton says the no result is good for the country. At all times in this debate, uh, I've levelled my criticism at what I consider to have been a bad idea, to divide Australians based on their heritage or the time at which they came to our country. The Coalition, like all Australians, wants to see Indigenous disadvantage addressed. We just disagree on the voice being the solution. And while yes and no voters may hold differences of opinion, these opinions of difference do not diminish our love for our country or our regard for each other. And in cricket, Virat Kohli has smashed a century as India maintained their perfect record in their home World Cup in their fourth consecutive victory with a win against Bangladesh.
Cole Lee ended with an unbeaten 103, hitting a 6 to reach his 100, sending the crowd wild and securing India's win with 51 balls and 7 wickets to spare on Thursday. The only question in the end was whether the great Kohli would reach his 48th ODI 100, which he did with a glorious maximum of a deep mid-wicket, and is now only one behind his compatriot Sachin Tendulkar's world record tally of 49. Indian captain Rohit Chama told official broadcaster Fox Sports that his team could not have won without an excellent fielding display as well. It is something that is in your control. Uh, you try and put as, many, as much as you can uh, when you talk about the effort. And I thought uh, there was no letting down from anyone uh, when, you, when you talk about the effort um, on the field. And that is an ITV Radio's News Wrap of the Week.